Hey girl, and welcome to the Love Unleashed podcast with your host, me, Nikki Syme. I am a love and relationship coach, and I am on a mission to empower women just like you in love, to ensure that you get to experience the most incredible loving relationship that you desire and deserve with week I am going to be opening up conversations around topics such as love, men, sex, relationships and dating and I will be going all in for you. There will be no stone left unturned girl so if you are ready to dive in let's get started. Hey, gorgeous woman, and welcome back to the Love Unleashed podcast with your host, me, Nikki Syme. We are in for a treat today. It's another love chat session, and today I have got the beautiful, incredible, magical, magnificent man, Zulu Flow Zion, joining me today. He's the podcast, which is pretty freaking epic. Now, Zulu is a mindfulness expert, flow master, and transcendental leader coach. Zulu's mission is to have mindfulness practice accessible to every human on the planet. Starting out in the industry as a dating coach and with an extensive experience in sacred sexuality and alternative relationship models, Zulu brings a unique perspective to men, relationships, and dating. I am so excited to be having a conversation with you today. Welcome, welcome, Zulu. <laughs> that's, that's, that's genuinely the uh, the best intro I've ever had. So thank you so oh, much. Oh, really? <laughs> awesome. No worries. It's true. It's exactly how I feel about you. I remember the first time we ever met in um, person and you walked into, I think it was at Ali's Mastermind. Correct. And you walked into the room and I was just like, I need to hug this man. Like, <laughs> who is this person? It was so beautiful. So it was an instant connection there. And I just, yeah, I think you're pretty amazing. So. Did, I, did, did, I, did it seem like I needed to hug that bad? Did it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was that energetic thing where it's just like, you know, when you just meet some people that you just want to be close to and, and, no, and their the energy. I felt the same. Yeah. yeah. It was beautiful. Yeah. Um, so I would love for you to just start off with sharing a little bit about who you are and what it is that you do and how you've gotten to be where you are today. Who I am. Who are you? (laughs) That changes all the time. So who I am today uh, is, is essentially the same um, as it always has been. And I guess life is the journey of of continually finding that out, isn't it? Absolutely. Um, So that probably tells you a little bit about me, just that statement there, you know, it's constantly seeking um, the answers and curious and I'm a curious individual who's always asking questions. And that, that kind of has led me to where I am today, uh, which is in a position where I get to do what I love uh, all the time. You know, pretty much I don't do anything that I don't love doing. Uh, and, and people will often ask me how, how do, how do I stay so positive? How do I stay so Know, balanced um how do i how do i constantly have so much energy uh and then and that's probably the answer to that is I, i've designed my life in such a way where i'm only doing things that i love doing and that includes uh coaching you know i found out that i love coaching at an early age <clears throat> early age i say 21 or so i really found out that i love being on the other side of it because like when i found out about coaching and personal development and such at about age 16 uh, when i was introduced to tony robbins anthony robbins you're familiar with Old Uncle Tony. Oh, yes. <laughs> Is there anyone that's not? <laughs> yeah, there's always a few people. I ask people all the time and they're like, oh, I've never heard of him. So, that's, oh, wow. um, so, yeah, for the first five years, it was kind of all about me, uh, all about Qigong as well, which uh, I got introduced to from a cartoon called Dragon Ball Z. Are you familiar with it? Is that where Qigong came from? That's where it came oh. from. Yeah, so. Interesting. Um, <laughs> I used to watch that show when I was young all the time. Yeah, likewise. And then, and then being the curious cat I was, I jumped on Netscape back on the dial-up days. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> like, how do I how do I make an energy ball? Um, and then which led me to Qigong. Amazing. Yeah. How cool is that? Super cool. Um, yeah. And my mother being an artist and 
you know, at, at a young age, I would draw all the time. That would be my escape, being drawing and reading. Um, you familiar with um, Ian Livingston? No. Choose your own adventures books. So you know. Ah, oh, okay. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah, I would. Um, I'd be reading lots of those and then drawing pretty much how I spent my time. And awesome. I'd love to draw the anime as well. So that you know, that kind of led me to the Dragon Ball Z stuff. Um, and then I was training in, in Qigong, found myself a master up in Byron Bay where I kind of grew up for part of my adolescence. Um, so can you explain just a little bit what Qigong is to the listeners? Summarize, summarize, come on, you can do it. <laughs> well, well, Qi, uh, the, the kind of briefest explanation for, to give people an idea, um, I'm like usually just say, have you heard of Tai Chi, which many people have. Um, and it's kind of like, yeah, it's kind of like that, but slightly different. Um, chi, chi is the, the life force energy that flows through anything that is alive. Uh, anything here that you see in nature, um, we'll have to have chi inside. Um, also known as energy, also known as prana, also known as, you know, whatever name you give it, <laughs> that divine spark, I guess. Um, and then gong essentially just means discipline or hard work or cultivation so it's energy cultivation you know, is the easiest breakdown mm. of um, and it's using the body using the physical body using breath using uh, movement and using um, you know mindfulness as well it, it captures all three of those things breath <coughs> movement uh, and mindfulness and yeah you, you practice each day ideally um, kind of like a moving standing meditation that gives you a good idea of what it might be yeah awesome perfect and being in, in you know interested in that since a young age has led me to, to to you know moving into a place where i've been instructing now for i think close to eight years nine years or so i'm practicing since back way back in 2000 <laughs> i can't believe it's nearly 2020 already yeah, it's crazy, eh? The time is close. So close to 20 years and, you know, so being instructing in that. And curiosity of, you know, the coaching world <clears throat> led me to, you know, get involved in the in the kind of the pickup artist scene back in, again, that was 2005, I'll say, 2005, 2006. Um, and that was my first job as a, as a coach was, was taking guys out uh, in, you know, in public essentially and just, helping them get over their social anxiety, helping them introduce themselves, uh, be confident enough to introduce themselves uh, to, to women a lot of the time. Um, and, and so it was a, essentially like confidence coaching for guys. Yeah, and, and I, I had a few female clients as well, so people just who were, weren't that confident socially. Um, uh-huh. And I found that a lot of the questions being asked, <laughs> my answers were never really what people expected. So they're like, so how do I? How do I win the girl? How do I you know, win the guy's attention? <clears throat> and my, my answers were never like, okay, here's the magic pill, go and do this. It was always, well, what do you want? You know, what do you, what do you want in life? Who are you? Uh, yes. what, 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 what do you have to offer? You know, why would I want to know you? What, what, like, give me 10 reasons why you're awesome. Like, all of these kind of questions are like, well, no, just give me the pill. I want, <laughs> I want the yeah. answer to, to, to do the thing. I'm like, well, if you don't know the answers to these questions, then, then how is anybody ever going to be interested? And I have to say, like, that's something I get quite, like, about in this industry is that I see so much of that stuff out there. It's like, say this to get the guy or make him come crawling back by doing this, this and this. And it's just like, it's so, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Misleading for Mm -hmm. so many people because they think that there's just, like, this little simple thing that they can do. Like, say say this 12, what was I looking at the other day? Something like it was 12 phrase sentence that you have to say to get to say to get to any man to want to commit to you it's just like oh fuck's sake like what the hell is going on in this world this is from a guy i'm just like oh no like please stop because i'm the same as you like the way that i work with my clients is around them connecting with self to be able to attract partner and love from that space Mm. um so i find it really frustrating when i see that stuff out there that kind of superficial bullshit that just doesn't create (laughs) lasting Well, it's trickery. That magic pill—the magic pill that I that I found is is, is qigong. You know, <clears throat> is a daily practice. Is something that connects you to yourself, mm. connects you to 
why you came here, if you can remember who, you know, who you are, why you came to earth, what your highest values are, what's actually important to you and focus on doing just those things and being just that. Yes. That, is, that is the magic pill. It's, it takes work. <laughs> it might take 15, 20 minutes a day of sitting there and asking yourself some quality questions or you know, an hour a day of just connecting with that, that divine spark that I mentioned or that cheer or that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that is the magic pill. They're like, what's, you know, what is the secret? What is the magic pill? Well, it's taking time to just be and, and open up to allowing yourself to flow through you more. And that's when, when, yes. you're, when you're being loved, when you love yourself, that is essentially self-love in action. And that is one of the most attractive traits that I've found uh, in, in, human being, in human beings. A hundred percent. And I love that, that just being, like just being with you you know, and being able to be with you because if you can't really be with yourself, then you're really going to struggle to be with someone else, right? Like, <laughs> well, they'll struggle to be with you more, more so. <laughs> yeah, 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 true. <laughs> but I find too, though, that any times that I've kind of been in those funny places where I, um, I haven't been connected with myself, the men that I've attracted in have been a direct mirror for that, right? So it's been like this whole... I haven't been able to be with myself. They haven't been able to be with their self. And then us coming together was just like this shit storm of trying, you know, two half broken, almost people trying to come together to create this whole, that just doesn't work that way. Hey. Well, I guess it's, it depends what your goal is. You know, a lot of people are happy to, to have that kind of like a codependent or that, that kind yeah. of, uh, that unconscious, or, or they're not even not necessarily happy, but they're okay with it. They'll accept it, you know, and, and myself included. Like, we've all been there, right? Yeah, definitely. It's that comfortability and the discomfort that feels so safe and secure. Mm. And then it's like, what, what we're used to. And then it's like, what kind of questions are you asking yourself and each other, you know? And a lot of mm. people will outsource the work and look at the other person, and it's easy to say, you need to fix this. Not do it yourself, you know? Yeah. I had a, um, a client actually reach out to me this morning. She asked me a question, you know, about this similar thing and that, you know, she says that, you know, how I talk about always connection with self and self-love and, and knowing self, but then there's people out there who she, they, like she knows who don't love themselves, but yet seem to have attracted um, their soulmate partner. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, it's like, I think a lot of us, can have the tendency to be on the outside looking in on something. It's like that highlight reel, you know, you don't know what's going on behind closed doors. You don't know how deep the connection is. Is it really a soulmate connection or is it just two people, like you say, who are comfortable being in the messy discomfort of it and then finding someone else to be in that with, but not necessarily being connected or not necessarily being in a true kind of loving being of love relationship. It does, but I'm curious to know, like this idea of soulmate, twin flame, uh, mm. the one or the the one, for, you know, kind of that one who will, I guess I don't know, I don't know, this is an everlasting, eternal love kind of thing. I, I've ha- I have this with many people myself, you know, this kind of connection. So I'm curious to know mm-hmm. what definitions are, or your, you know, your perspectives on on these kind of themes and ideas that. I personally don't believe in the one. Mm. Um, I don't believe there is only one person who is going to come into your life that you're going to have a deep connection with. Or, um, yeah, I believe that there's many, we have many soulmates. Mm. Um, We can have deep connections with people, but then we can choose to have a life partner. And then I think for me, the biggest thing has been coming to the space of non-attachment. So... Mm because there's a lot of codependent love out there, a lot of attached love out there that is not necessarily healthy, um, but it works for some people and then that's okay. But my belief is that when you get to that space of non-attachment, it's like I love him so much that I, his main, like my main thing for him and desire for him is happiness and fulfillment in his own life. Mm. And if we ever get to a space where we're not, we aren't bringing out the best of each other or not creating a beautiful, like safe environment for us to be ourselves and have our own lives and and come together, then it's that whole, I will be okay to let that go. It'll hurt. Of course, there'll be pain and sadness and all of that. But at the same time, it's like, 
I want to live a full life. I want to live a joyous life. I want, and I want that sort of same thing for my partner. And if that's with me, cool. And if it's not, then that's okay too. <clears throat> so for, for you, your definition, I guess, is like, is there a difference between those things? Like a, a twin flame versus a soulmate versus like some, you know, I guess maybe is there, is there another, is there another mm. term for someone who's not either of those? Is there another term for someone who's not either of those? Maybe, yeah. I don't know, life partner or... Okay, okay. so that's something else. Is, it, is a twin flame and a soul mate different things or are they similar? I don't, to be honest, I haven't done a lot of research into twin flame. From what I understand, it's someone who um, is supposed to come into your life and to really like shake things up and to really um, trigger and open up parts of you that it's like that real <clears throat> past life kind of connection. What's your take on Twin Flame? I don't really... Yeah, I've heard about it and done a little bit of reading up on it. And it's, it's like almost like somebody who kind of is you in, in a way, or was, okay. you know, come from a similar... Like you just recognize each other. You're like, oh, like, it's me. And you totally see yourself in them. Um, mm -hmm. Almost coming from the same kind of... But see, I find that I, can, I have that with Gary too, you know, is that I see parts of, like, I believe that all partners are reflectional humans that come into our lives are reflections of what's going on inside of us. They mirror back to us. Um, and that's why I love, you know, a conscious relationship is people think, I think, perceive a conscious relationship as, like, easy, where I think it's quite the opposite because you get triggered, you know, and you can't run, you can't ignore the shit that comes up in a, a conscious relationship, right? Um, so I believe that, you know, Gary is a soul mate. Like I knew as soon as I saw him, our souls acknowledged each other. Um, and he shows me, I see so much of me in him. He mm. triggers me and all of that kind of stuff. So yeah, I don't know about the difference there. Yeah. Right. And, and do you also believe that, you know, we talk about this unconscious relationship or the relationship that may be codependent or has the tendencies. It's like to have kind of unhealthy kind of attachment styles maybe or you know just unhealthy habits that that are either from the beginning or form over time mm -hmm. do you believe that these have the potential to be i guess the you know a soulmate connection in a different kind of way and and if so what are i guess um uh, what would you say like uh there's some factors that will you know defining factors of these relationships would allow us to be like, okay, maybe this has been an unhealthy relationship, but maybe it has the potential, you know, or this person actually wants to create something more or something more conscious. Does that make sense? What I'm asking is like, you know, to, to go, well, this is, I'm just going to throw this relationship out because it doesn't, it's not the, what the relationship that has potential to be healthy or to be fulfilling or to be, um, you know, more beneficial for both parties in the world. Yeah, I think it, <sighs> For me personally, and I can't answer for anyone else, but I believe that when you get to a point within a relationship like that, so I've had really unhealthy relationships, really toxic, um, codependent, um, fiery relationships where I wasn't prepared, like I wasn't equipped with the tools to be in that space. So mm. I think a lot of it comes down to timing. So I was with a really beautiful guy who we just, we, it was just so passionate. It was such a beautiful relationship. We really fiercely loved each other but we were still really broken individuals and we hadn't done the healing work within ourselves. So this um, manifested in really like full on fights, massive screaming matches at each other. And eventually got to the point where I got thrown around the room. So it was like, mm. that for me was like, okay, this is, this is really unhealthy to the point where it's actually creating a really unsafe environment for me. Um, mm. I feel like the, it's it's a, such a personal thing. I don't know that every relationship that we experience has the ability to be amazing. I believe that people come into our lives for lifetime reason season um, to teach us things, to help us grow, to expand and, and trigger us. And, and it's, I think it comes down to the part where you are in your own journey too. Like if you are still in that space of, needing the external validation, needing someone else to make you feel good or, you know, I use sex as validation for a lot of my life and I never felt enough. So if you've kind of got that relationship with yourself, I don't believe that you are in a space to be able to hold, like have the foundation to hold 
a relationship that's going to allow you to actually expand within it and to grow together. Um, I think that relationship with self has to be really something that you're committed to and focused on in order for an incredible relationship with someone else to actually flourish where it's two whole beings coming together. And then you can work through your stuff because you're equipped with it. You've got that solid foundation within to be able to learn and, and, and acknowledge and the awareness, like awareness is everything. And when the triggers come up and not make it about the other person, you did this to me, it's your fault. And then having the screaming match and walking out, it's like, Oh, okay. That's coming up for me. This experience has triggered something in me. What's going on there? What do I get to look at? Right. So, yeah, I don't know. I think it's a, it depends on where you are in, in your evolution and your journey with self, I believe. What do you think? Yeah, I, I, I'd have to agree that the, one of the last things you said there around the willingness to, to come into yourself and, and to, to notice how you are in the relationship. Well, this is what I gathered, not exactly what you said, but this is what I, what I took from it is like the ability to, to recognize within yourself if the relationship is actually beneficial for you and where you're at and what you're wanting. So it's like you being able to recognize, okay, who I am, how I am, what I love, um, not necessarily like the comfortable stuff, but the, what I, what, what my, where my direction is going uh, and what I've intended for myself, you know, this is actually helping it and not hindering it too much. Um, mm. you know, if you can recognize that, okay, this, the facts are, the stats are in that when I'm with this person, my life is improving essentially. Um, and I'm feeling good. I'm feeling better about myself and I'm heading in the right direction. And this person and being in this relationship supports that. And yes. like you said, being unattached to like, oh, I have to be in this now because I've chosen this or, you know, I've, I've decided I'm never going to have another partner again unless you know, I stay with them forever or whatever you, the decisions you've made personally, you know, I'm talking for myself, um, you know, not being attached to any of that because I've decided, all right, I don't want to have to meet uh, another person again and go through the whole building a relationship and finding out another person um, again. So like, I'm just going to keep, keep my heart closed in a way this is this is what i've noticed happens to a lot of people as they've gone through a bunch of relationships and they've allowed themselves to be hurt and to really dive in and go deep with someone and then uh, and then it ends and then mm. it's like oh i can't feel that pain again so i'm going to like close off that whole option that as an option meeting somebody um you know and and being open to a relationship so you know no matter what you've you've come to you know, being unattached to any of that and just just taking the stats as they are because I find a lot of people stay in relationships way too long, you know, talking about myself as well. Yeah, um, me too. For fear of hurting the other person, for fear of having to meet someone else, for fear of, you know, putting yourself back out there, for fear of being alone, whatever it might be. And, you know, not having, I guess, the courage. Because one thing recently I've called in is, is courage and service, having more courage to be um, just the courageousness to turn up and be uncomfortable and grow and do the stuff that is difficult and, to do the stuff I'm scared of um, regularly, and then also to serve, to serve as well. Like to, the reason why I'd want to have more courage is so that I can serve to a greater degree. Because I believe that's what for me life is about. And and anybody who I've ever seen who has got some like you know they seem to be happy all the time. They seem to be uh, you know having a good time. They seem to be on the, on a path of purpose, living a life of uh, you know fulfillment and joy and, and happiness and all those good stuff is that their, their life seems to revolve around serving lots of people, uh, yeah. serving people or dedication to service. Um, and, and when people have found that it seems to bring them joy, it seems to, it seems like they're having a good time. So, uh, yeah. for me, I've been calling more of that in. And so then I have, you know, I've called him a relationship recently where it's like, well, I've been distracted from that and all my stats, are, uh, continually calling me to be uber courageous in, either staying in the relationship or and, and supporting this person who was, you know, who was quite, I guess, a handful, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. to do because, because of their situation, you know, having, I guess, like a terminal illness and, you know, being quite um, alone in themselves and, and, and lacking a lot in themselves in terms of, you know, the, the stuff that is, is helping them be fulfilled and helping them be on a, on a path where they really love themselves and, you know, so that, so was she already in that space when you met her? Uh, yeah, <clears throat> kind of on a, on a, like brought up all the stuff in me, which, which I'd already worked through in terms of, you know, like being on the kind of path of self-destruction, being on a path of being totally lost in the world a little bit. And then, you know, finding me who's like 
you know, gone through that already and done those learnings. And then me being, having to either be courageous and be continually turning up to that relationship, or I guess there's so many options because it's like, could I, I have the courage to actually leave this, this relationship? And that's kind of, it felt like uh, cowardice as opposed to courage as well. But on one level, it is cu- courageous to be able to, to serve my, to be exactly to be, you know, in service of myself, in service of, of my, my family, in service of my, of the people who I'm, who I'm serving, you know, day to day business, you know? So it's like, you know, the choice is there and, and being able to walk away from that relationship was a, was tormenting for me, uh, mm. you know, being in that situation, you're like, all right, actually I have to do what's right for me. And the, the question I, that continually came up for me in that situation was like, well, do I include the other person in this decision? And, you know, is that, you know, I guess it's like, there's that kind of question of, in the in a partnership of actually how do I go about the the, the decision making is like is it a together thing or is it a just for me thing because I know that um, if I if I include them it's not necessarily going to be a, a, a true or well, I've tried to try to include them and it's not turned out well you know yeah. um, in the decision so so that kind of courage to just make decisions for yourself uh, I, I believe is is very important that's one of the biggest lessons I learned there is just just to to follow my intuition and my heart and, and my knowing that no, no matter what I decision I do make is just to trust that it will be the right one for me. Um, yes. And to, and to really, and to really make it from that place of not, uh, I guess being careless, uh, not, not too careless in my decision making where it's like, I'm, it's all about them. Uh, and then not being too uh, overly careful where it's, um, you know, where it's like, all right, I'm making this decision based on totally on the other person's where they're at. Uh, not really taking into consideration my own feelings and my own value. Uh, mm. And not being totally careless where it's like, it's just totally about me, not, not about them at all. And trying to find that middle balance of, all right, cool. I mean, take into account where they're at and what's important to them and take into account what's important for me as well. Uh, and we're trying to find that balancing spot. When I came to that place, the decision was easy. Yes. Yeah, and I love that. I love what you said about the trusting self because so many people, I believe, are really um, not in that space of, well, they don't have the connection to self to be able to trust the intuition. I hear that a lot with my, my clients. You know, it's like there's a lot of fear there around making the wrong decision or um, what if I never find someone else or, you know, what if he was the one and I regret making the decision and, you know, when you really develop and cultivate that beautiful, loving relationship with self, I believe you, you get to a point where you can hear yourself so clearly. You hear your soul and you know what you need to do. And I believe too, you know, I was going to ask you about manifestation and, and your thoughts on that because from what I understand of you is you're, you're pretty, like, you seem like a pretty well-rounded person. You're pretty whole within yourself, yet you've managed to attract in a relationship that didn't serve you in some way or it was quite challenging, like you said, the handful thing. Um, so what are your thoughts on manifesting around that? And do you believe that you are sent exactly what you need in those moments as almost a test to see your resolve to self and your commitment to self and that, that relationship? A hundred percent. I believe as well. And that was what, what, probably the biggest <clears throat> challenge in in that whole situation uh, was you know if we if for instance it's like all right what do i need as an example what do i need most right now you know this is a question i i, I constantly ask myself what what do i need most right now for my highest growth evolution uh, for where i'm at now to, to kind of reach the next level of quantum leap in in evolution and growth in myself right mm. <laughs> that's the question I'm constantly asking and, and what was coming through was courage and service. So I'm like, all right, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm just going to open up to whatever that means and, and, and take it life as it comes. And I've, I've been in a really surrendered state of, all right, cool, just bring it on. And I'm not going to be too, I guess, intentional, if you will, with like, all right, do I really want this right now? And then say yes to it. It's like, yep, I'm just going to say yes to everything that comes my way and then and, and go with it as it, as it comes, go with flow, if you will. So, in that situation, it's like courage and, and service. All right, can I be in this challenging situation and still be courageous uh, and still be of, in, in service and in, in that place of servitude? Uh, and the biggest challenge for me was 
was, I guess, it's almost quote unquote, you know, air quotes here, conceding defeat, if you will. It's like, well, no, I'm not up to this challenge. Yes. <laughs> it's like, well, it yes. looks like I haven't been able to step up and into it. It's like, I'm not ready for that level. Like, it's, it's like. I imagine that would be something that would be kind of even more full on for guys in regards to that whole like competition or not competition, but, you know that whole Mr. Fix-It, like you guys want to fix stuff all the time, right? And help people. Want to, like, want to be the hero. Yeah. 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 And, and it's like, well, actually, I'm not ready for that level right now. And um, it's like jumping in, in the ring with a black belt when you're only in a, a white belt or a, belt or a blue belt. You're like, well, it's just impossible to win this fight and, and being yeah. okay with that. Like if, you, if I go in there and really give it my all, no matter how hard I try, no matter how much effort I give, um, I'm never going to be able to beat the black belt. He's just got so much more experience than me. And I'm going to end up hurting myself or they're going to hurt me if I, if I continue staying in there and you know, being able to walk away without any ego, going, well, I'm not at that level right now. Um, you know, thanks for bringing me that life and thanks for, for, for believing that I do have that, <laughs> that level of development and, and I'm up for it in, in that level. But, I, you know, I've got to walk away from this one. And as soon as I walked away from that relationship and decided, all right, cool, I have to end this. Um, you know, our relationship, me and the person in particular that I'm, I'm mentioning, has been better than ever. We've been treating each other way more lovingly. Uh, we've both been way more, I guess, happier yeah, in ourselves yeah. and more courageous to be able to, to look into ourselves and develop what we need to and focus on what we need to and make decisions from a place of, right, you know, how is this going to serve me, the world, uh, those around me? From a place of love. Exactly. Because sometimes the most loving decision that we can make is to walk away, you know, and I think a lot of people stay because they believe that the love means that they need to stay, whereas um, often that's not the case at all, hey? Yeah, well, a big one that I see a lot of the time is <laughs> people openly admitting I'm not happy in this relationship. Um, this person, you know, they, they're abusive, they're, uh, they're just not present, they're just not, you know, 100% what I'm looking for in a partner, but I have to stay because I decided to. I have to stay because of the kids. Have kids, stay, yeah. You know, uh, because that's what society says I need to do. That's what the, the Quran says I need to do. That's what the Bible says I need to do. Um, yeah. So on and so forth. And that, well, you know, where for me, where's the line? Is it like if you're unhappy, is that a good message to be sending the world, your friends, your kids, <laughs> you know, like, um, you know, whether it's like you're putting on a happy face or whatever, it's like, I don't believe that. Uh, yeah, but that's just my, my personal belief, you know, obviously other people can say, well, what do you know? Like, <laughs> the Bible obviously knows better than you. Or, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this book. Believe the book. So it's fascinating. And, and I'm curious mm. to know with you as well, because your concepts and principles that you, I imagine you're a principles-based kind of person. Um, I could just be projecting there, but I imagine a lot of what you share and what I've read so far seems to be quite principle-based, like applicable to kind of anyone in any situation. But are you, whether it's, you know, relationship or, or not, I know that you focus kind of on, on women. Is that right? You work mostly with women? Mostly women, yeah. Yeah. So, like, will it be applicable this is what I found anyway, that the concepts that I'm, I'm sharing with guys back in the day uh, applied across the board. And that's why I didn't last long, actually, with doing one-to-one -one -one men-to-women coaching. It's like, you know, I quickly opened up to women because it's just the same concepts work, you know, mm -hmm. a lot across the board. And then I quickly moved into kind of lifestyle design, uh, you know, design your, you know, how do you want your life to be? Um, and then it moved into to more just broad, kind of life coaching and then and then it's almost moved into yeah mindfulness coaching and then I was like as I kept stripping it back it's like well this is super applicable to anyone in any situation not just in relationship situations but in like that self-relationship your relationship to life and I'm just curious to know if you have kind of I guess a core teachings that you keep self-repeating or keep kind of coming back to uh, and that are applicable whether it's you know, women-to-women relationships, men-to-men relationships, whatever gender-to-whatever gender relationships, self-to-self relationships, self-to-other, self-to-the universe. Um, yeah, they're kind of some core messages that keep coming through for you that I guess all of your, uh, everything that you share is, is based around or that, yeah, that keeps coming back to. 
Yeah, definitely. So I have worked with um, a couple of guys and it's given me the opportunity to kind of play with, with this stuff and see if it does work across the board. And I think for me, it's like become a real realization that yes, we have different aspects of ourselves and yes, we are different, you know, different sex. We've got different body parts, all of that kind of stuff. But at the end of the day, we're all seeking the same thing. We're all human beings seeking human connection and love. And um, it's the same principle for everyone. Like if you are seeking love, it's got to come from within. Like, and I think that's where it's really, I, I really feel for the men in our world. And I love that I'm in a time when this is shifting, but that whole stereotypical, you know, you're a man, you don't feel, you don't have emotion, you don't... Um, <laughs> you know, you don't literally be a human. You are a robot, essentially. Mm. Um, I think it's really damaging and it's done a lot of damage to a lot of men. Like that's why the suicide rates are so high amongst you guys, right? Um, Mm. But I believe that when you strip it all back, like every single man that I've kind of really come into, has come into my life has all just wanted the same thing. They've just wanted to be loved and accepted for themselves, you know, Mm. and to feel safe within that space, to be able to just be themselves. And I remember well, Gary. That, that, went, that seems to be everybody. Every, yeah, exactly. Every, every, human, going to every human being. I was going to say, like, the women are the same. Like, women are exactly the same. I remember when Gary and I first met, he was like, you make me feel like I am enough. Mm. And I was like, that's beautiful, as long as you feel like you're enough, you know, as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, thank you. I love that. Don't like, <laughs> heap that responsibility on me, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was just beautiful to hear. Like, that was something that went, I went, ah, oh, that's important to you guys as well, you know? So I think it's... Um, that was a bit of a penny drop for you, was it? Yeah, just like that realisation that we're not that different. I think society has created a massive separation and gap between men and women. And essentially, at the end of the day, we all just want the same things, right? To be happy, to feel love, to yeah. be loved. To... Yeah, I believe that there's a space in opening up of that, that communication. And, and this is one thing I've noticed is, <clears throat> is a fear of being judged maybe, maybe because a lot of people you know, mm. that I've encountered have a kind of hypercritical voice inside themselves that, yeah. that, that judges however they are in any given moment. Uh, you know, whatever they might be thinking, feeling, uh, however they might be behaving. And it's like, well, this is wrong. This is unacceptable. This is um, not cool. This is too much, whatever it might be. And that then being projected onto others, being like, well, if I share this with that person, whether it's a stranger, whether it's somebody they're looking to build a relationship with, whether it's their best friend, their family, whoever it might be, and they don't express themselves, how they're feeling, how they're thinking, for fear of being judged or for fear of not being accepted. And oftentimes it's, it's based in fact, like you share something and then someone will shut you down, reject you or judge you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's like, Oh fuck, the walls come up and you're like, but I feel yeah. is, uh, is doing it anyway, uh, is I think expression and, and continually opening up to expressing however you are and, and continually coming to a place of, well, I don't give a fuck. Uh, can I, well, that's can it because can not everybody. On this podcast, by the way. Oh fuck yeah, definitely, definitely. <laughs> okay, but it's, okay. that, it's that whole thing of like you're not you're not for everyone, right? So there's going to be people that will come into your life and you'll say something, and you'll be they'll just look at you like you're there's something fundamentally wrong with you. But then you'll say the same thing to someone else, and they'll totally get what you're saying, you know. So I think that one of my favorite sayings is you could be the ripest, most juiciest peach on the tree, but there's always going to be someone who doesn't like peaches. Right. And, it's so beautiful because it's like, it's and so that, true. That person, and that person can, can, can step on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, bye, cool, thanks. We're not for each other. Move along. Create space for the person that is meant for you or the people that are meant for you. And I love that the more aligned I've become with who I am and really expressing myself so honestly and authentically is that the people who have come into my life are freaking amazing. They're on my level and our connection like the connection that I have with, with these people is so deep and true compared to the, a lot of the superficial kind of acquaintance or connections I used to have in the past when I was pretending to be yeah. something that I wasn't. Well, those, those people are the people who prefer to go to the supermarket and buy canned beef, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, if, they don't, if they don't like juicy peaches, uh, you know, they can... There's something wrong with them. Oh, yeah. I, can, I can be friends with you, but just from over here, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Let's just not party together. Yeah, exactly. Um, so what's your take on the man, like the male female, like relationship kind of dynamic. So yeah, you, know, for me, you talk about masculine, feminine energies, et cetera, in relationships. Uh, for me, <clears throat> I guess, cultivating whatever it is you'd like to cultivate is is the idea and the more the more that you know yourself and the more that you're open and willing to to be that um and i'm I'm, it's very kind of broad because i look at people as as souls you know they're just inhabiting physical things so this physical machine Uh, you know when it comes to the machine this comes with a set of kind of beliefs and and you know i guess preconceptions around what the thing looks like the machine looks like you know they're all souls to me look kind of the same you know it's like i look at you you mentioned that other people who come into your life are you know whether it's a soulmate connection or whether it's a loving partnership whether it's a friend relationship whatever it might be as <clears throat> i believe everyone else is us it's a reflection of like every every everything out there is what we're what we are within there's not, we are one. We are one with everything. Um, yeah, there's not, there's not been something I've encountered that has that divine spark that doesn't feel like me. Uh, and mm. if it doesn't feel like me, it's a part of me that I've not accepted or not come to terms with or not, you know, you know essentially accepted as, <laughs> as me. Uh, and, and energy is energy, you know. So it's like if I look at a human being, it's kind of I'm seeing like a skeleton. You know, skeletons don't really have a gender unless you look at, the, I guess, the rib cage, <laughs> you know. Um, so it comes down to whatever is flowing through you, whatever you're, I guess, intending wherever you're at and, and whatever body you have, whatever association you have, masculine, feminine is is present in both. So I don't know if you're familiar with the the concept of yin yang, yin and yang or. Yep. But do you want to maybe explain just a little bit for the listeners, the difference between yin and yang? So yin, I guess, is the feminine, quote-unquote, aspect of, of life. This is the darkness. This is the, uh, I don't know if you've seen the symbol, but it's like a, a white and a black circle, which is cut in half by kind of a, an S-shape, a teardrop kind of shape. <coughs> mm-hmm. And then there's a, a, a dot of each, uh, each of the white and black in each of the, um, the bigger Opposite half. colors. Exactly, in the opposite colors. So... <clears throat> that's representing, I guess, the, the feminine and the masculine aspects that they both reside in each other um, and that everything is kind of split down. And so it, I guess we see black and white, right? Um, and this is <clears throat> the idea that nothing is either black and white, but everything is both and. It's like, and this is a beautiful concept because this is what it keeps, where, uh, I asked you a question earlier, is there a, a core kind of message that keeps coming, messaging that keeps coming through? for you in in all your kind of uh, teachings and what you share. And for me, this is what it keeps coming back to for me is that there's no such thing as, as a one-sided anything. So every single thing that you encounter has both and all of it inside it. And if we're talking feminine, masculine, so within ourselves, yes. if I feel like, for instance, I'm, I have a, you know, a male body, I have a penis, I have scrotum with balls and, you know, I don't have breasts, don't have the, the reproduction system of a, of a female. <laughs> and I might feel like I'm, I'm either a man or a woman, or I might feel like I'm, I'm neither nor, or, you know, I know many people who are kind of genderless and they kind of, um, they don't feel like either or they feel like both, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I feel that that doesn't matter. It's like, it feels like whatever wants to and needs to, and this is why I keep asking myself the question, what do I most need right now for my, my most highest and, uh, you know, and most appropriate <laughs> um, level of, of growth and, and you know, development is because, you know, I might feel like, well, right now I need to really develop the softness, the feminine side, the, the flowy side the, uh, of myself. And other times I might need to really develop a strong, I guess, the masculine. Um, or, you know, I might be, I need to really develop a strong feminine or just a little bit. And, you know, I feel that having a healthy relationship and, and knowledge and intimacy with that, those parts of myself 
uh, is going to enable to me enable me to be I guess flexible enough to to then meet other people with where they're at and, and other people might need a strong masculine energy in their life or they might need a strong feminine and it's all going to be dependent upon where they're at and what they need and what they want so this is what I'm what and the I'm, balancing of the two yeah so I feel like exactly. um, the women who are deeply in their feminine need the more masculine to allow them to be balanced out a little bit in that respect. Yeah. And, and it's for me, what I was just about to say was it's knowing where you're at in those and have being open to, and it comes back to that communication. So not, not being scared to, to discuss these kind of things with people, uh, with yourself first and foremost, and then, and then going, Hey, what do you think? And having these yeah. kind of conversations. Uh, and cause a lot of people don't even, aren't aware they're like constantly they just run on what they're supposed to do and how they're yeah. supposed to do right so just having these discussions i find super helpful to then bring us back to oh yeah what is important for me what do i want what do i need yes. right now yes. because because you know you're not gonna a lot of people are having these conversations in their own head and being scared to have them but then when you talk to talk to other people you realize that, oh actually i've never either thought about this uh, or yeah i've thought about that but never talked about it and then it's like, all right, cool. We can come to a greater understanding and, and that, you know, the multi-spectrum of, of experience can kind of be broadened. And, and this is why, mm. I believe, you know, asking questions and asking powerful questions and quality questions is one of the, the most important uh, things that, you know, I can do for myself. But when I've, when I've noticed people who want to, to discover things and, and change things and, uh, you know, that's probably the most powerful question you can ask in a, in a, in a situation where anybody wants any, anything wants change. It's like, what do you want? And, and the amount of people who don't know the answer or aren't clear in the answer to that question is, yes. is, is crazy. I've asked that question to so many people and they're like, I don't know. I was like, well, how can you even be remotely close to experiencing it in your life? If you have no idea what it is that you want. Exactly. Um, and I loved what you said there about, um, how so many of us are actually functioning on what it is we think we should be doing rather than actually creating what it is that we truly desire and having those conversations. So many of people are in relationships of, oh, you know, get married, have the kids, buy the house with white picket fence because society has told us that that's what it should be, right? And you spend right. every day together and every weekend together and you never have time apart. And, and it's like, fuck, like I'm big, huge on relationship by design, right? And you get to decide what, well, life by design, <laughs> but for me, yep. you know, relationship by design is like, you get to decide what your relationship looks like and what feels good for you guys. Because yeah. it really comes back to that feeling good first. You know, if you're feeling good, then everything in your life is really going to flourish because energy is so, you know, energy is life, life is energy. Um, yeah. So if that's blocked and stagnant in any kind of way, because you're living an existence that doesn't feel good, then chances are your entire life is going to be pretty fucking clunky right so i love that whole you know we get to decide if we choose to what our relationship looks like and that may be that you guys live separately or that you never get married but you have kids or you co-parent but you live in different places or you have weekends away from each other regularly or you know whatever it is that feels right and good for you guys you find someone one person might not want to have kids, so all right, cool. Let me have kids with this other person, or, or like, let me, you know, IV or whatever it might be. And then, like, I can raise this kid with someone that does. It doesn't mean that you're not like, if that's the only part of you that doesn't agree with each other, it's that it doesn't mean the end of it, you know? No, exactly. And you can shift from a couple or lover, loving couple to a loving couple that aren't having sex, or you know what I mean? Like, shifting yeah. from that whole, whole idea of relationship to friends quite beautifully without mm -hmm. there needing to be that conflict. hundred percent. And this is why the communication piece is so important because you can't a, expect other people to read your mind. Yes. Other, other people to live by your values, you know, <laughs> see, you know, or, you know, if you're like, well, that's wrong in your mind, but you're not willing to communicate that, uh, then the other person won't know, you know, yes. it's like, like that's unacceptable well you can't expect other people just to be okay with what you're okay with you know and and if they're not okay with it, it doesn't make them wrong <laughs> yeah absolutely absolutely it doesn't no one's right no one's wrong i love that it's like just because someone doesn't agree with you or you don't agree with them doesn't make yeah Anything, right or wrong. That, that doesn't mean you're wrong doesn't mean that they're no. wrong it's no, like it's well, just 
difference of both, opinion. Both are acceptable and doesn't mean that you guys have to not be friends. And this is why it's beautiful, like, again, in this relationship that I have, it's like we're more loving toward each other. We're closer than ever, um, even though we're separated, you know. So mm. it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't know if that answers your question, but in terms of the masculine and feminine, I guess it's deciding what it is and what that is and and delving into what those mean for you. Because it's like, well, yeah, there's these universal kind of conceptual things, but you you get to decide as well what's feminine for you might be totally different to someone else. Yes. I think because the societal feminine is the flowy dresses and the girls going out and like having their girl time and, and, you know, makeup and earrings and long hair and all of that. Whereas for me, femininity is more being in flow and deeply deep self-trust and connection and dance and movement. And, you know, it's not so much about the physical, like the external, what the world sees. It's more a relationship with self, you know? Um, So I'd I'd definitely encourage exploring these things because there's some, there's some things that you look at, you're like, well, the mother seems to be kind of the nurturing type, you know, mm. kind of look mm. after, you know, and the masculine seems to be the warrior type, you know, for most, the most part, the out yeah. there, the, the go and conquer kind of, you know, <laughs> and, you know, you don't see, I guess, a lot of that, and I, a lot of the opposite of that, uh, but, you know, you do sometimes too, there's, there's anomalies, there's, um, you know, there's the other guys who are very kind of soft, very kind of nurturing, you know, the, and, and that's, you know, all of it is actually, does that mean that, that feminine is strong with them or just means that they, they just know who they are, you know? Or they're just not afraid to express, yeah, yeah. their truth and who they are. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I definitely recommend... How do you define masculinity for you? What is masculinity for you? Masculinity for me is... How do, that's a good question. How do I define it? I don't know if I've ever defined masculinity. Um, what does being masculine mean to you? It means for me, yeah, it's it's fascinating because it's like when I when I when you ask me that question, I'm just looking at how I'm <laughs> approaching it. Um, uh, mm. in, in my thought process, I'm like, well, man, that's like I'm I'm looking at what it what it is to be man, what it is to be. Um, brother you know what it is to be son <clears throat> all of these these things that come with that kind of masculine um archetype what it is to be king you know um <clears throat> and i guess it's having a strong relationship with all those things you know all um, my internal king my my father you know being a father actually i'm you know i have children myself um what it is to be a brother and and having a strong connection and, and knowing and understanding of all those things, you know, being a son. Um, yeah, so I guess it's having a look at those archetypes and just feeling in myself how aligned I am with all of those and what they mean to me and deciding. Like, there's a, there's a strong kind of uh, a decision. <laughs> there's like there's a, a closeness with a deciding, you know, when I say deciding, it's like, uh, the, the core of that word comes from cutting off, like literally slicing, um, to to cut off and, and you know know what I'm saying no to, know what I'm saying yes to, and that's like I guess the yeah the core of it for me is is, is being being in a strong relationship with that kind of yeah that young aspect of myself when I talk when we talk yin yang. Yeah, can okay, beautiful. And I think it is, it's like that learning about all the archetypes and that in regards to like for the woman, the maiden and the mother and really feeling into what resonates for Mm. you because that's going to be your biggest indication of, you know, what what feels right for you is that, that resonation with what is being said or what you're reading about or learning about. And it's that whole beauty and it's going to be different for everyone, right? We get to actually decide what it what it is for us. Yeah, because I believe that <clears throat> that men, most men in the world, are, just want to be, the, I guess, validated. 
and it's like they just want they kind of want external we, we were talking about it earlier that that when we're doing the right thing when we're fixing it when we're being the hero and we all right cool i'm i feel like i'm in my man i feel like i'm here i'm being validated as as real <laughs> i can acknowledge that i'm in this world um and i believe that overcoming that fear and, and accepting ourselves and and being validated from within for me that's a strong strongly in my masculine is being free of the i guess it's a how would you it's actually a physiological drive you know within us <laughs> that, that comes from you know an evolutionary kind of perspective so when we're free of the need to be validated from the outside you know i feel that that's being healthily in my in my masculine um you know and then i guess the the other side of things is like the feminine is is a a need for security, if you will, and, and to be safe. Um, you know, that when that comes from within myself, you know, if I'm talking the feminine aspect of myself, when I don't need that security from outside of myself, uh, then, you know, then that's me being strongly in my feminine as well. Yeah, beautiful. That's a big one for me. Like, that was a massive thing, the feeling of safeness within. And then I find, I have found that that has naturally created a really beautiful feeling of safeness within the relationship as well. Um, yeah, which is, yeah, yeah, exactly. All begins within, right? <laughs> um, all right, amazing. Awesome. So I've just looked at the clock and realized we've been going for a good hour. So let's um, awesome. wrap it up there. It's been absolutely amazing. I've just got three rapid fire questions for you to answer if you're down Give with them. that. Give awesome. What, what three things are you most grateful for today? <clears throat> today? Right now, I should say, right now. <clears throat> right now, that I get to do what I love most of the time, pretty much all the time. Yes. <clears throat> and that what I love uh, helps a lot of people and inspires a lot of people. And, and then the, the cyclical nature of, of the world means that I get to feel good about myself and, uh, and be inspired in, in exactly the same breath. Uh, also grateful for the opportunity to, to be able to have a chat with you today and, and share some mm. of ourselves and myself with, with you and the audience as well. You know, I'm grateful for all the listeners who are tuned in and you know, listening to us and going out there in the world and being more of themselves. So I can keep going on and on, but <laughs> I'm grateful for my children, grateful for uh, their mother, grateful for all my friends, family, grateful for um, yeah, life in general, like life yeah. itself, being, being, having the opportunity to be alive. Yes, yes, beautiful. <laughs> I love that. And I love that there's so much, like, <laughs> there's so much to be grateful for, right? Yeah. Um, breath, breath is pretty cool, too. Like, like air. Air, yeah. yeah. <laughs> breath. <laughs> to wake up this morning. That's pretty good. Um, all right, cool. So, a book recommendation. What's probably one of your most prized books that you've ever read that you think every listener should read? Uh, it's just so dependent, but um, <clears throat> what, where you're at and what you're into. <clears throat> um, one that's coming to mind right now is um, A New Earth by Eckhart Tolle. Yes. Fuck yes. <laughs> I agree with that. It was one of my first books I ever read in my personal development journey. Him and Louise L. Hay and yep. You Can Heal Your Life and The Power of Now and then A New Earth. It was just like, boom. Let's yeah, go. Maybe, read, maybe read A Power of Now first, but A New Earth. Yeah, you could read that. Read it 20 times. It's yeah, it's awesome. And favourite quote? Uh, favourite quote is, <laughs> funnily enough, from my cousin, um, uh, and it is, relax and enjoy yourself. <laughs> Beautiful. I love that. Just chill the, chill the fuck out. That's the fun. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's so applicable to any situation. So no matter what's going on, just relax and Number two, enjoy yourself. Relax and enjoy yourself. Yes, I love that. <laughs> beautiful. What a beautiful way to end. Um, so how can our listeners find you as well? Zulu is actually going to be one of the guest healers or guest supporter coaches in the Soulmate Attraction Program, which I'm really fucking excited about. Nice. Um, but for those who are listening, how can they find you? How can they connect with you if they want to? Instagram is probably the best bet. Is uh, at uh, Zulu Flows Ion. So it's just my name, Z U L U F L O W Z I O N. And the other way is through my website, uh, theflowzone.club. The flow zone what dot what sorry dot club C L U B dot club. Yeah. 
Beautiful. Awesome. All right, my darling, thank you so much for being here and sharing your beautiful energy and insight and heart with all of us. It's been really beautiful. My absolute pleasure. Thank you for the opportunity and um, looking forward to doing it again and maybe I'm um, having it on my podcast as well. So. Yes, absolutely. If you're open to that. Yeah, absolutely. We've already done one before. I know. It was, uh, yeah. What was that? We call to like do it again and listen back and see how much we've evolved and expanded. And all was cool. <laughs> so thanks to all the listeners. I appreciate you giving your time. Yeah, amazing. Thanks for listening, Goddess. I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if so, please feel free to leave me a comment or review. Also, for more love vibes and daily inspiration, come and join me on Instagram at Nikki Syme. I'm sending you so much love and I will talk to you soon.